Blog Talk Radio. My name is Clive the Cool Dude Forrester, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer Hilary the Five Breather Sobers. Today, yep. on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we're dealing with, as usual, another controversial topic. This time we're talking about the black body, black identity, and whether or not discrimination is here, H-A-I-R, to stay. Mm-hmm. Why did we choose such a topic? Well, there's no time like the present. Uh, as it turns out, at the beginning of the school year in Jamaica, a student who was in grade three, I think it is, Hillier, a grade three well, student. He, but he was three himself. He was a three-year-old. Holy shit. So he oh. was in kindergarten. So this is a three-year-old student. Right. So he's three. <laughs> Not in grade yeah. three, but a three-year-old student. He was turned away because his hairstyle just wasn't the appropriate kind of hairstyle that was expected inside that school. Is um, is is kind of Afro-looking hairstyle. Um, apparently, was too unkempt, too untidy. Uh, there, there was a threat of head lice. Apparently, um, yes, yes. Let let me quote. Let me quote. I quote from the Jamaica Observer, September eighth. Um, in fact, this is uh, well reported from um, reported from um, from from um, I think. Well, this is what what Doctor's mother said. Um, I have a, I have a ten-year-old girl, a five-year-old girl, and a three-year-old boy. Both the five and three-year-old have almost exactly the same hair, just below their ears, and it's let out in a little afro. When the vice principal saw Zivi, she said the reason she feels the boy should cut their hair is because it's untidy and dirty. Mm-hmm. And then later on, she went on to say that when the hair is long, it is untidy and dirty, and she had a problem with headlights. So that was one of the that was one of the 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 issues that she had. certainly the vice principal. So it wasn't just length but tidiness and cleanliness and the risk of headlines. Right. So in order to prevent an infestation of the school clearly the only sensible option was to send the child home. And uh, more or less, kind of, you know, get his school year after a really um, bad start, right? Uh, that that was yeah. the only option that school 
it's uh, fitting. Um, yeah. I think his mother decided not to cut his hair. Um, and there are some yeah. in social media who are saying, well, she is, is putting the child's education at, at risk for her own personal activism. Uh, and yeah. she has an axe to grind with the kind of rules. And rules are rules. And rules must yeah. be made. And that has yeah. been certainly one of the notions which has been uh, said surrounding this it's issue. It's Social media. And I've, and I've seen a few persons on TV saying more yeah. or less the same thing. That, hey, listen, yeah. these are just the rules. If you can't obey the rules, find another school. And the student right. is, I'm not even sure if he's in school right now. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what the case is. But as it turns out, we'll be able to talk to his mother right here on the Yard of Skeptics radio show. I tell you, hey, listen. But, well, no, 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 not his mother. We'll be talking we'll be talking to his mother. We'll be talking to Bert and Ayana Samuels, who wrote about ah, okay. the issue. Sorry. So right, 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 right. Ayana, Bert is a noted, 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 noted attorney at law. Um, he and his daughter Ayana, who is a, um, who is an, we call it ICTC, um, information and um, information technology for development um, consultant. Uh, both wrote an, uh, an article on September 25th about the issue, um, and they looked among other things, not just at the the whole cultural context, but the legal context as well. Um, and then later on, um, we'll have them initially, and then we'll have Marie Hitchens, who is a former parent. Well, rather, her children, she has two kids who went to Hopeville, and she has a perspective on the matter as well. Um, mm-hmm. So so that's, that's what, so we'll be bringing in, Bert and um, Ayana initially, and then later on, you know, a little later on, we'll bring in Marie to, sh- to, to, to join the conversation. Um, right. So before we get to that, um, just want to, um, you know, yeah, the skeptics just wants to, you know, express, you know, concern, um, you know, at, um, at, at, at the, what the damage and, and, and loss of life inflicted by Hurricane Matthew on Haiti. Yeah. Um, in particular, um, you know, Jamaica was in its crosshairs, but managed to to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose that as well. Divine intervention. Divine intervention. But Haiti really got 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 a battering. I think yeah. that last well, last I read was like over 800 lives yes. um, gone, and now there's a risk of cholera. Um, you know, and I'm really encouraging people to, to you know, to contribute in whatever, in, in materially, you know, towards helping our neighbor to the east. Right. Um, there are a few, there are a few bona fide um, Haitian charities, you know, as opposed to, you know, your, 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 you know, international U.S.-based charities that are involved. Um, you know, there's one that I particularly support called Have Serve, um, and I'll be happy to provide a link. Yeah, that please, yes. um, I will. Um, you know, but whatever but you do, should... don't, don't take up any special collection at church. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> for, for no, you no, see, no. Right? You, you, you can easily send the money directly um, to yes. where the relief is is needed. No need for, yes. for the intermediary of the the um, the pastor to send around the collection. Yes, right? yes, exactly. Uh, the pastor don't need a new bed. Yeah, pastor does not need a new bench. <laughs> you know, or Bentley or whatever. Or, or whatever. Yes. 
you know. So whatever so, way you can, uh, people, it's really unfortunate. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and Jamaica's time might just come, right? So you know, mm-hmm. I, I hope those who witnessed what the kind of devastation Matthew brought to the Caribbean and parts of the United States aren't gloating yeah. that we are blessed and highly favored and none of that bullshit because uh-huh. um, it, it just might be Jamaica's time the, the next time around so exactly. you know exactly. right now what we're exactly. doing is, is seeing how best we can help um, those mm-hmm. especially Haiti yes Yes, yes, exactly, exactly, so, exactly, exactly. what is in the, dr- the grab bag for this morning, Hilaire? As you talk about grab bag, I hear some well, grabbing. No, 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 hold on a minute. But exactly, it's like you, you have to ask. Do you have to ask? I don't know what tell you. I hear somebody talk about some grabbing <laughs> recently. Yes. Wow, yes, wow, yes. wow. Yes, 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 yes. Well, before we go to the grab, I, I think we're having a little problem with the chat room this morning in opening it. In fact, I've been I, having a problem opening it. Okay. Well, try again here because um, I'm in the chat room now. Alison is in the chat room and a few other persons, uh, two or two okay. other guests, are in All the right, chat no room. I'm not sure why that is no. happening. Well, but the chat yeah, room is that, um, Yeah, all right, all right, no worries. I'm going to, um, I, I'll try it again. Yeah, it may well be that I need to I need to download um I need to download a a, a, a whatchamacallit. Um some kind of plug in there. Yes. Right, but no problem, right? So uh persons who are in the uh who are trying to get to the chat room, you're on the show page. I'm not sure what's going on, but I am in the chat room, Alison is in the chat room and two other persons are in mm-hmm. the chat room right now, so it seems to be operational. Just keep refreshing your okay. page. And, yes. and hopefully you'll be getting in um in a right. No worries, no worries, no worries. But no worries, right, no worries. so what happened in the past day or so is that a video was unearthed of uh, Republican candidate Donald Trump, Republican candidate for the presidency, Donald Trump, apparently having a conversation on uh, on his tour bus, I think it was. Oh, no, 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 he was on Access Hollywood bus. Okay, he was great. Okay. Being driven to a, he was great being driven to a set. Um, uh, 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 right. one of these soap sets. Um, days of his real life or whatever. He was making a cameo. So yes. he was being driven there, you know, and that is where, you know, what he initially called locker room banter took place. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he was talking about essentially forcing himself on a married woman. Um, and this was maybe some months after he had married Melania. Yeah. You know, and then, um, you know, that he, that at, at, at different points, he said, you know, that, um, you know, as a celebrity, you know, you, 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 just, get, you just need to grab your pussy. Yeah, you get what you want, man. Like, grab up, grab up the front. Grab it up, grab, grab it up. Grab up the front. And, and yeah. you know, demand what you want. And yeah. this is a man that's running for president. Yes. Right? This this man yes. wants to represent the free world. He wants to be the leader yes. of the free world. Um, well, I don't know believe that bullshit. Free world. Free, listen, man, we're all leaders. Bullshit, but leader, free world. <laughs> that's just American. That's American. That's just a friggin' American. You know, you know, American. American. Hyperbole. <laughs> Hyperbole. 
Yeah. You know, like what? I just see President of the United States. Yes. Well, so um, as it turns out, quite a few uh, Republican members have um, withdrawn their support and endorsement for Donald Trump, most notably the, the Speaker of the House. The Republican. Speaker of the House has no withdrawn? Yes, to the best of my knowledge, I, I think he. Um, has said that this is inexcusable and um, well, he said inexcusable. But I'm not sure if he's withdrawn yet. Um, you know, so um, it may be that um, it may be because I know that at least 50 others have right. expressly withdrawn. Him, though, yes. I know I've kind of denounced, but him still kind of. I mean, but you know, prominent Republicans like McCain um, have withdrawn. Right. Um, you know, I think there's a governor, governor of Utah, former governor of Utah, withdrawn. Um, yes. Well, folks like um, Governor Kasich of Ohio is basically saying, I told you so. Right, right, never, right. Never and um, and his, his running mate, his running mate Pence, um, was, was, was trying to keep the ship afloat. But, you know, kind of sounded like he too was on the verge of, of withdrawing support as well. <laughs> well, that's he what said, why he, he said, look, boss man, you know, I can't, I cannot, um, I can't stand you know, by this one. I, I can't defend you upon this one. I mean, this is yeah. really unprecedented, I right. think, you know, quite unprecedented. The people are coming their, 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 their. Oh, so Alison is saying Paul Ryan has not withdrawn support, um, formally. But but I mm. imagine that that this might be something that that might happen in in the days and weeks ahead. Yes, certainly it's going to be interesting to see what happens tonight with the presidential debate. Well, no, tonight is oh boy, oh boy, because you know and you notice that um, that Hillary hasn't had has just had to say anything. No, um, not exactly. Fact, I mean, I think she's well, you know, she's well, you know, she she's. She's she's allowing the chips to fall where they may. That's pretty much what's happening. She doesn't have to say anything. I'm going to be surprised. Well, so certainly, I, I would start out that debate if I were her by saying, you're still here. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're yes, still yes. in this race. Yes, 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 Fine. yes, yes. Yes, yes. So, so people like, people like Etana, people like Etana from Jamaica need to explain exactly whether or not... <laughs> She, mm-hmm. she she has come to her senses now. Funny, well, I think she did say that she came to her senses and did some research and withdrew her support for Trump just in time before the man grabbed her pussy. What not that you put the fuss before you you know you woke your mouth? Yeah, you know so she confessed to endorsing Trump out of sheer ignorance and, yes. and has since. You know, more or less, uh, you know, paid up that that back on her, on her support for him and said, "I said, forget that. Yes, I'm, I'm no longer supporting Trump." And and, mm. and good thing that, that that she didn't hold out mm-hmm. until uh, this week because man, yes, that would have been embarrassing. I mean, it's still pretty embarrassing, but yeah, <laughs> even more so had she managed to hold yes. out and, until now. But I think people mm. are finally getting into the chat room. For those of you who are listening and you'd like to call in, our new telephone number is 619-924-9749. That's 
1-800-878-9749. Feel free to call us on the Skype link from the show page. If you go to the show page, the Yard Skeptics show page, you should be able to see a Skype link at the top of the page right now, listed beside the phone. Not open yes. the switchboard yet. We're not ready for calls as yet, but stand by for those of you who'd like to call in. Alternately, the chat room is open and you can live chat with the Yardy Skeptics and other guests um, and members of the chat room all throughout the show. So feel free to log into the chat room and participate. Yes. Good. Right. So I think we're going to uh, our first break right now and then we'll go right into the discussion. Hillier is going to try to contact our guests and we're just going to start out the discussion on whether or not discrimination is here, H-A-I-R, to stay. Um, and we're talking about black identity, uh, black culture, and why it is that black bodies tend to be so heavily policed. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. We're going to our first break. This is India Reed. I am not my hair. See you in a few minutes. Convict music. Uh-huh. See, I can kind of recall a little ways back. Small trying to ball. Always been black. And my hair, I tried it all. I even went flat. Had a gumby curly top and all that crap. Now, trying to be appreciated. Nappy-headed brothers never had no ladies. Then I hit the barbershop real quick. Had a mimi little twist and it drove me crazy. Then I couldn't get no job. Corporate wasn't hiring no dreadlock. Then I thought about my dog from the block. Kind of understand why the children still in rock. Was it the hair that got me this far? All these girls, these cribs, these cars. I hate to say it, but it seems so flawed. Cause success didn't come till I cut it all off. Little girl with the pressing curl. AJ, I got a jerry curl. 13 and I got a relaxer. I was a source of so much laughter. At 15 when it all broke off. 18 when I went on natural. February.
Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good day, good morning, good night, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. This is Season 4, Episode 2. And today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we are talking about discrimination and the black body. Whether or not discrimination is here to stay. What sparked this discussion was a recent incident in Jamaica where a student, a three-year-old student, was, um, you know, more or less sent home from school because uh, his hair was untidy. Um, it was allegedly unkempt and a potentially a lice hazard. N- needless to say, this is obviously black hair, and this caused quite an uproar in Jamaica. Quite a few um, debates raged on social media, and um, uh, you know, the, our guest that we plan to talk to this morning, Bert Anayana Samuels, wrote a letter to the Gleaner, more or less outlining the different points of law which need to be taken into consideration where this is concerned, and we have them on hold. Right now, Hilir, I'm going to ask you. To I've just brought them on. Well, well, let me say a very, very, very warm welcome to 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 Bert and Ayana Samuels, um, the father and daughter team um, that that, that <laughs> had uh, that published what I consider Magnus Opus on the subject in Again, the man. Daily Gleaner on September 25. Um, Bert is actually one of my um, is is my big brother at the bar. Of Jamaica. Um, <laughs> oh my no goodness. Don't um, don't don't and, age the man, Hillier. Don't put an age to well, the man. Lots know, of mercy. Well, <laughs> that was so, deliberate. That was deliberate. <laughs> well, well, I tell you now, Bart is ageless, you know, because Bart can look no different from first time he stepped into the world. Oh, um, no. Good comeback. Good comeback. <laughs> you know, um, and, and, and of course, not to, not to be old. I mean, and, and I say he has a, he has an extremely accomplished daughter, Ayana. Who I'm, oh, you're who I'm, very kind. Thank who I'm you. I'm learning is is so multi talented. Eros, what is it? Eros, space engineer. Um, plus, um, plus, um, an expert in 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 uh, what do you call it, Ayana? Information I... and communication technology for development. You know. Yes, there we go. Yes. I mean, and gender and, and technology. Because gender and technology. I, mean, oh. I, see, I see that. I mean, you are. You are delivering some of your expertise in St. Lucia not too long ago on gender and technology. Why? I mean, oh, yeah, very kind. Yes, they, they asked me to come to the island to be the keynote speaker for their first ever celebration of girls in ICT Day. Well, hear me now. Uh, hear me now. I am going to bring you back just you alone, you know. We have yes. to bring you back just for you alone. Because that's certainly, that's certainly <laughs> yeah. a hot button topic. Women in STEM, women uh, and girls in STEM. Yes. But let's oh, let's come back you. to your um let's come back to your your um what you'd written because you know just by way of introduction I mean what I see you know when I read your piece um Bert and Ayana I mean it just struck me that yeah. in a lot of ways we're dealing with almost you know the intersection of a number of things race um rights you know our our history and our culture almost like a four way you know and, and not to mention that one. Right. And um so 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 tell me, I mean, starting well, I mean, I like always the ladies first. I mean, Ayana, what is it that, that led you, you know, to to want to speak publicly on these areas, you know, this intersection if you will. I mean, I know I know Papa Bert did, you know, focus on the law because he tells with the constitution, but also <laughs> the cultural part. You know, the, the part, and you know, the sentence is long straight here. So let me start with you, Ayana, for your perspective. 
Right. So, Hilaire, it's very personal for me because yeah. I am one of the few black women I know in Jamaica, which easily has about 95% black women who has never processed my hair. Wow. And so I have always been going against the tide in that respect. Yeah. And I have personal cases where I have had to fight for the right for people to be able to have locks at school mm -hmm. and really to be able to promote their culture ah. through their manifestation of how they wear their, yes. they, how they wear their hair. So yes. I have intimate knowledge of a preparatory school that had the restrictions very clearly that if you have locks, you can't attend the preparatory school. Really? And I had reason, yes, and this is not this is not a nineteen sixty conversation. This is twenty first century. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I had a conversation with the principal mm -hmm. and she was there's this underlying belief that you know, children with lots may be contributing to giving trouble yeah. at institutions, mm -hmm. you know. And so I found myself having to say the way you wear your hair yeah. does not determine the character of your soul. Yeah. And it hurt me to have to say that yeah. because that's no different from having to tell somebody the color of your skin doesn't determine if you're a good person or a bad person. Right. 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 And right. so, you know, we went, we went above and beyond that, discussing mm -hmm. the fact that it is discriminatory we had to speak to an, you know, an attorney was questioned. The attorney confirmed that it's discriminatory and it cannot be on the books. And so movements then went ahead to ensure that that rule was, you know, struck from the rule book. But even right. so, Hilaire, yeah. I was advised that when it comes on the books where children with locks will be allowed to attend, the hair is going to have to be clean. And then I had to stop the principal and say, but shouldn't that be a rule for all students? Why are we now going to say that if you have locks, the hair has to be clean? Right, and right, then right. when we got over that hurdle, I was told that the hair would have to be pulled back. Yeah. And I had to stop the principal and I said, no, but I went to school with Asian and Caucasian students whose hair was allowed to flow freely. So if right. everybody's hair doesn't have to be pulled back, we can't tell the Rastafarian students that they're here or people with locks that they're here would have to be pulled back. Yes. Got over yes. that hurdle. Mm -hmm. And then I was told, but, oh, if you're going to wear a tam, that won't be allowed. Yes. And I had to say to the principal, there are Orthodox Rastafarians for whom that is a part of their religious expression. All right. mm -hmm. I cannot see anybody <laughs> saying to a Catholic student, you cannot wear a chain with a Whoa. cross. Yes. So yes. if we're not so, going so to say you can't this, wear this a chain with a cross, Principal was trying every conceivable route to police the black hair um, because you know you, 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 managed, you managed to strike down one rule and then there was a caveat and then you struck that down Fast and then came another caveat. Oh my goodness! Fast and furious, absolutely. And you, you know the dangerous thing for me is that there isn't even a cognizance that this is racist. Right. This is somebody who otherwise is very, you know, on the ball, quote-unquote, right. acute, but just really feels that this is okay to say. Yes. You're not even realizing yes. that yes. this is discriminatory. It reminds me of my experience as a black woman going to university in the United mm -hmm. States. Some of the comments, people just don't even realize, you know what, I'm human like you, and, and that's actually not okay. Yes. Right. So, let, me, let, me having, you, let me bring your daddy in on this one, because one yes. of the things that you said, First, and this is of course resonates with me as a lawyer, um, is that this is an argument I've been hearing for many. Rules are yeah. rules. But we as lawyers Point. know that rules have to be set in a particular context. 
And I just want you to speak to our listeners, you know, from the, the point of view yeah. of the constitutional context in which we have these yeah. rules. So the floor is yours, Bert. Yeah, in- mm. Thank you. You know, you know what is often thought in the discussion about Hope Field yes. was that this is a private institution. Now, this yes. is a private institution. You can build this high wall, and, and we can't look over the wall into this private institution where upper middle class kids are going. And, and therefore, we had to make the point uh, that in that TVJCVM case, right. the court was very careful to say, listen, there are horizontal rights. We yes. don't just look at what the state is doing to its citizens. Right. We look what citizen is doing to citizen, right. institution is doing to citizen, right. citizen is doing to institution. So we have wiped that out totally. Right. So the debate had to take another move now. Right. So that, that because the school is private, it doesn't mean that they don't have to adhere to constitutional rights. So right. you can't discriminate because you are private. Right. <laughs> That's Correct. settled. Yes, yes, yes. Because in fact, you cited, um, you cited Justice Sykes. You know, a couple of times. Yes. You know, on that That's case right. about uh, Maurice Thomason versus TVJ and CVM. That's right. Um, That's right. What but, but Taylor, I want to make a point. I want to make a point. One of the anomalies of, of a post-slavery society is you have rules which are discriminatory against the majority. Now, can you imagine going into China and, and, and because of their ethnicity, you yeah. have rules which deprive the average Chinese of an education. Right. They'd be mm. riots. They would be, the school yes. would have to vanish. Yes. So it's only a post-slavery society right. that you and I have to be talking this morning about discrimination against the majority. Exactly. Isn't that, right. you know, a phenomenal? Yes, 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 it is, it is, it is, it is. You know, because in fact, as, in fact, you and Ayana had, um, you know, had very, very, I mean, a, a very, very, very strategically included a photograph, um, 2010. Oh no, that was Ayana's um, investigative journalism. Well, I mean, was going on. <laughs> yeah, I have to congratulate her for that. So we we didn't have any other minority race with their hair yes. growing at length mm-hmm. until that that picture surfaced, eh? And then that's what caused the debate now to mushroom. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it's quite right. Clear. Um, I mean, I, I mean, Ayana. I mean, what are your comments on that? I mean, the, 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 I mean, the, 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 the clear, let us say, privilege or preference given to Asian or Caucasian here, you know, from students from the same school, you know, versus right. Assam. Yes, and that's for me when the worms begin to come out of the box. Yeah. I, I thank my father for his congratulatory wishes, but I in turn also got it from somebody else because, you know, as he raised in the beginning of his article, yeah. there is a community policing happening in Jamaica now where yes. people don't feel they should restrict discussions around discrimination to their verandas. And so mm-hmm. the village is coming out and saying, you know, this is not okay. So mm-hmm. I in turn must thank the person who passed it over to me. But mm-hmm. for me, you and I know this. Hilaire mm-hmm. and Clive and Dad, we yeah, know yeah. this, but this was tangible proof. We mm-hmm. know for those who were educated in this country, who have melanin counts at the level we have it, mm-hmm. that this is who we saw in school. I yeah. have, you know, a brother who said that when he was in school, the ruler would come out and the black hair would be measured, and if it's over a certain length, it would have to be cut. But that's not so for the other, you know, Caucasian and other right. students yeah. whose yeah. hair grows straight. Yeah. And yeah. so, but nobody, you know, the tangible proof just wasn't there but we've known the, I mean my I have a sibling who in kindergarten came home crying yeah. because she was yeah. told by the popular girl in the class 
if her hair can't go up in one, then yes. she can't be her friend. Yeah, but oh, when no. you are of West African descent and you have only been on the planet for 60 months, your coily, beautiful hair cannot go up in one. Right, right, And right. so for me, this was just a validation and vindication of something we have always known, but the society has sought to deny. Yes, 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 yes. yes. No, I, I entirely agree with you. In fact, I, I need to quote what you and your father said. In full, you said, presuming that the school's rules regarding hair grooming did not only come about in the last six months, it would appear that hair. nature causes your hair to grow north, defying gravity and bearing characteristics related to a West African nature. One set of rules applies, dictating that the hair must be cut and the strongest of actions like denial of admission may obtain should you elect not to do so. But where hair grows right. south, as was the case in that 2010 picture, um, those rules are waived. You know, so, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of wondering, before we go to our next break, I'll bring in, because we're going to bring in Marie Hitchens, who was a parent. She, she was a parent of two kids who at the school, and she has let us, she has expressed a different perspective. And I'm yeah. just wondering, okay. you know, um, Bert, Ayana, I mean, how, how do we sustain this resistance? I mean, is there any sort of, 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 of constitutional or the legal action that we can be taken? Are, you know, are parents willing to do so? I mean, let me start with you, Bert. I mean, how do you see this going? How do you see us going forward? Well, well local standards are a problem for yes. us. You know, we have yes. to find someone directly affected by the problem. Yes. Although the Charter of Rights seems to open it a little wider, yes. that if you can show that you have an interest in the matter, yes. then you can bring it forward for constitutional relief. Yes. Um, but, you know, Jamaica is a small country. Some people do not think they want to fight the status quo. Mm-hmm. That fight should be launched against the banks against big institutions in Jamaica. Yeah. They have been carrying out these rules subtly, yeah. but their employment, mm-hmm. you know, the reason why you didn't get the job is not so mm-hmm. easy to prove like being sent home from school. Mm-hmm. So it, it is not just restricted to schools. It's in our institutions. Right. As you know, Rastafarians were trimmed the moment they were sentenced in That's Jamaica right. up to yeah. 2003. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mani- I, I'm happy to say I did the case in which the courts ruled that Rastafarians should not be trimmed once they're That's sentenced. Right. So this is your question. Yes. yes. This year question is not only it's it's in our banks, it's in our yes. prisons, it's in our school. The discrimination is widespread. I'm saying only a post-slavery society yes. could have these rules that discriminate against the majority. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Because in fact, um, Professor Steve Vassiani had a had an article, had a column in the Jamaica Observer on um, the same yes. day as you. Um, and yes, he yes. reminded me about the case of Michael Bax of Air Jamaica, 1977. Mm. Yeah. You know, who was found yeah. because, I mean, he, he had, he had, he was a Rastafarian with locks, you know, mm-hmm. and then, of course, he mentioned, you know, a situation 15 years ago, a young man was turned away from his school in St. Elizabeth because he had a cane roll type of, 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 of sheer style, you know, um, and, and what he also pointed out is that this issue is not confined to just Jamaica. I mean, you have a situation in South Africa, you know, where, yes, you know, yes. there um, was, right there now. There was a recent case, yeah, there was a recent case in South Africa, and I think the students actually launched uh, a protest that yes. went viral, yes. and um, I, I, I think was, was the rule eventually reversed? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Isn't that, isn't that, you know, what is common to both? 
Yeah, yeah. What is common to both South Africa and Jamaica is that yeah. colonialism and apartheid yeah. was a system where the majority were made to feel that they were inferior. So we mm. have common history, don't we? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. So I, I take it there. Yes, go ahead, Ayana. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to correct the verb dad used. He said was made to feel, and I think we still are talking present tense. Ah. Are made to feel, ah. which is why bleaching products are on the rise, and which is why we still feel like the darker skin is lesser. That it still is a problem. It still is yeah. a present yeah. day discussion. Which I find a little odd. I mean, you know, given our, you know, our 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 history with black poor and so on. Anyway, we're going to go to a quick break now. Um, and then I'm going to try and bring in Marie um, when we come back. So, Bert, Ayana, Samus, stand by. We'll be coming back to you in a few minutes. All right, thank you very okay, much. Okay, thank Jimmy. you. All right, so we're going to our first, well, our second break of the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. We've been talking to Bert and Ayana Samuels, who wrote uh, a, a really informative piece in the Gleaner recently dealing with this discriminatory practice um, at the school in Jamaica who uh, turned home a few-year-old student for more or less wearing an Afro hairstyle, right? And we've been talking about that uh, this morning. If you have a different opinion, I definitely want you to call in or contact us via the chat room. Um, and one of the things that I want Bert and Ayana to think about during the break is, well, where do we draw the line with decorum and, and what it should be considered tidy there? Obviously, there should be some kind of rule, uh, some kind of rule for, for, for hairstyles at the school. How do we determine what is appropriate and what is clearly discriminatory? So have um, you know some 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 time to think about that during the break. Stay tuned to the Other Skeptics Radio Show. This is James Brown. Stay loud. I'm black and I'm proud.
Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clyde the Cool Dude Forrester and as always I'm joined by my co-host Hilaire the Five Breeders Sober. Today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show we're dealing with discrimination and discrimination against the black body and black identity sparked by a recent incident at the Hopefield Prep School where a three-year-old student was sent home because his hairstyle was inappropriate and you know, could possibly cause a, a light, a headlight a scare at the school. And we just spoke to Bert and Ayana Samuels uh, right before the break. Bert, an attorney at law, Ayana, an aerospace engineer and ICT specialist, who wrote um, an article to the Sunday Gleaner. Uh, but it was a Gleaner, not the Sunday. Ayana is a big fitness model trainer. I can't leave out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're, you're very kind. You're I very saw, kind. I saw, I saw her picture and I don't doubt it. Trust me. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so definitely, um, you know, Ayana and Bert are of the view that this rule that the school um, had was totally inappropriate. And Bert clearly outlined the uh, legal argument, the, the, the legal case that you know, is definitely discriminatory. But then, you know, rules should be in place for what should be considered um, tidy and appropriate decorum at the school. And I think Marie Hitchens, our next guest, will have some views on uh, 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 where that is concerned. Hilary, could you introduce uh, Marie Hitchens for our uh, panelists this morning? Hi. Well, let me just double-check. Marie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome to Yard Skeptics. I think Maria has actually been with, has actually been on with us before. Um, just by way of background, Ma- Marie is uh, I consider her to be uh, a Jamaican of Haitian descent. You know, she came to Jamaica uh, many many years ago, but she she won away. Um, okay. And and Marie, mm-hmm. um, Marie is a businesswoman, but she had two daughters who went to that particular school. Um, so I know that initially Marie had what I'd consider a, a, a fairly conservative position um, on the on the on the issue. That is to say that you know the the rule that um, the rule regarding um, you know the the whole you know the, the you know length of hair and so on was appropriate and and, and, and need not be disturbed. Um, is that a fear? Um, characterization of, of your perspective, Marie, or have you, you know, changed it or have I misrepresented? Um, it's it's fair in part. Okay, okay. Um, it's fair in part. Okay. Um, I do agree that um, there ought to be standards in place for mm-hmm. all um, institutions, mm-hmm. uh, particularly um, at primary and high school level when we are sort of the educational process includes, mm-hmm. um, you know, understanding of cleanliness, understanding of comportment, mm-hmm. understanding of how one speaks to one's elders, mm-hmm. and you know, those are things that are taught at that at that age and yeah. stage of life, and sometimes are not taught at home. I yeah. might add. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, so, in part, I I do think that. Um, Schools have a role to play in um, in developing in young people, and rules are part of how that that is um, effective. Right, but surely rules must have a particular purpose. I mean, we had a discussion earlier, you know, um, with Bert and Ayana about the context, um, and, and and certainly these particular rules, um, I think, is arguably some force 
you know, are taking place within the context of a post-colonial society, um, which tends to eschew, you know, its uh, its West African roots. You know, no pun intended. You know, so mm-hmm. um, as you might have seen, um, I'm not sure if you saw the, um, you know, the the, the the article done by Bert and Ayala, they're still online, um, in which which featured a photograph, a 2010 photograph of um, some students from Hopefield Preparator. There was one student of of, 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 of Caucasian descent, another of, of, of Asian, um, um, you know, and, you know, I think the, 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 they're here was certainly could certainly cover their forehead. It was long enough to cover their forehead, right. but so that the, the inference, reasonable inference, Marie seemed to be well. You know, if it's non-African hair that is long, that's not a problem. <laughs> but if it is African, then it's a problem. I mean, how would you respond to that? Hmm. Um, honestly, I I really and I have to say I come up um, to this argument or this discussion mm-hmm. from a very personal yes. uh, perspective. I have other mm-hmm. perspectives in general, mm-hmm. but in terms of um, the school, um, I I think listeners should understand it is a very small school. Yes, it is run by two. Um, I don't want to offend, um, yes. so, you know, be ageist, but elderly women. Yes. Um, and um, they they organize, it's a private school, they organize their business in a particular way. Right. Um, the mm-hmm. outcomes are actually very good, which I think is one of the reasons why um, Dr. Amrit Mm-hmm. Selected or wanted her children to go to that school. Right. Um, some of those mm-hmm. outcomes are that the children perform very well academically. Yeah. They are very, um, they are very polite. Mm-hmm. They are well grounded. They are not shy. Right. Um, and that's because they evolve in this environment where everybody is relaxed mm-hmm. and feels free to be themselves and to talk and to mm-hmm. just be who they are. Right. Um, so that is basically just a painting a little picture for you of right. the, the school environment. Mm-hmm. This is not to say that it, this, this school does not have um, mm-hmm. perhaps some regulations or some, you know, methodologies that everyone isn't going to be in agreement with. Right. But at the end of the day, my view, and I, I mm-hmm. have been, you know, um, in some way or form, had discussions with the, you know, the school management. Yes. Um, at some point, because both my children were there. Right. About certain issues, but I think yes. at the end of the day, it's really about how you approach things. Mm-hmm. It's really about um, how you deal with it. Yes. And that that is what determines the outcome. One mm-hmm. of the, the, the main issues that I had personally with the whole story was or two things. Mm-hmm. One, um, Dr. Amrit registered her children. She was told, she was informed mm-hmm. in advance what, you know, the, the dress and the, you know, hair mm-hmm. code was, whatever it is. Right. You know, it, it wasn't mm-hmm. a surprise. Right. She mm-hmm. decided that she was going to challenge it. Yes. 
Now, none of us know how she went about that. Mm-hmm. Right? I, from my experience of dealing with, with that school, I'm pretty sure that if she had just trained her son's hair a little bit, mm-hmm. it, you know, would have been just fine. From the picture that I saw of him, because I saw right. a picture of him in the newspaper. Right. The other thing was that, she, you know, she took it to the press, and she mm-hmm. reported it as him having an afro. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to figure out what on earth, how long could an afro be for someone to be, like, go cut it. Or, you know, it was just, to me, it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. When oh. I finally saw the picture, I was like, what afro? Mm-hmm. This, 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 this little boy has a head full of beautiful ringlets with some gold tones, which, in my view, needed shaping. <laughs> oh you know, that was it. <laughs> but that's an aesthetic. That's an aesthetic yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, it, to me, it was like, it could have been a non-argument. Right, right. It could have been a well, non-issue. Well, it's it's non-argument because, Marie, but if, she, what, if what you said is true, you said that the school gives students the opportunity to freely express themselves and to, uh, you know, stand confident in their own identity. And to be relaxed. But does the relaxation yeah. go to here as well? Again, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, but let me, but Clive, let's bring in as well, I mean, I, I mean, uh, well, after you ask that, uh, Marie, I want to bring in our other guests, Berta and Ayana. So your time, Marie, and then Berta and Ayana. Go ahead, Marie. Sorry, what you want me to comment on? Right. So, I, so my question was, um, so initially, you, you know, you more or less laid out a, a paradigm for school in which students are relaxed, they are confident to speak up, they um, are, are free to express themselves, and you know, kind of own their identity. Now, if that is the case, won't you consider, uh, you know, what happened to this three-year-old student to be? more or less in contradiction with that kind of paradigm, contradiction with that kind of culture of freedom of expression? Not necessarily, because I don't think freedom of expression um, necessarily means that you can just do or say or come out the way you want. True, You know, um, within a context of certain established boundaries which are necessary in an educational institution, um, you, you, you can still, as an individual, be allowed to be a free thinker, mm-hmm. um, to, to be able to verbalize and to, you know, have your own individual thoughts and to develop as a, a human being, you know. Um, I, you know, I just feel that this thing was this situation was just handled very badly by the parents, yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. it could have what, been. What would you have recommended? If you could have given her some advice, I, what would you what would you tell her to do? If I could have given her advice, I would have said to her, you know, trim his hair, because you know it just you know go halfway, you yeah. know they are. One of the ladies, I mean, I don't even want to call her ages, but I mean, they, they're elderly. Yes. Okay? So there, is, there are nine out of ten things that you like here. Mm-hmm. So compromise on number ten, because look yeah. at what else you're going to get. You 
did your research as she claimed. Yes. You yes. wanted your children to go to that school. Yes. There would have been reasons why. Yes. She withdrew mm. her children from a very high profile um, upper St. Andrews school. I do not know why. Mm-hmm. And decided to send all her three children when the little one left preschool and was going to go into um, what we would describe as primary level. Yes. She decided that she wanted to move them all at once and have them all together, probably yes. for practical reasons as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, life is like that. You don't get everything. You don't get to, you know, I went to Immaculate. I would have loved to have not worn a hat. Mm-hmm. I know I'm dating myself. You know, you know, you, I didn't think I used to wonder about walking on the left in the corridors. Yes. But that you, you did it. Yeah. Right. So basically you're... You didn't walk on the grass. You right. weren't allowed to walk on the grass. Right. So you so had to walk on wow. the pathways. Okay. So, okay. so in other words, if I understand you correctly, Maria, you're saying that there's a case to be made for both for conformity, for accommodationism, and um and and compromise, okay, as it comes to yes. institutions like schools and that um and that that Dr. Penny Amrit, you know, opted not to do that and instead go instead prefer to challenge. All right, I want to bring in Bert and Ayana. You know, I want to hear what their perspectives are. On in what, that order. Um, yes, we start with <laughs> yes. we start with that. We start with Daddy this time, Daddy Bert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm as old as the old teachers uh, at that school. Um, so, oh, boy. <laughs> and the first thing I want to make is that we must not make a mistake between rules and the implementation of the rules. Okay. The implementation now has in it the discrimination. So yeah. what we're saying is if the rules is that all kids they should have a shaven head, then let's shave all kids' heads, right? You can't have... Um, the, the little child doing having five inches of hair and that's wrong and the other races have five inches of hair that falls on their forehead and that's right yeah. so we're talking about discrimination between one set of kids mm-hmm. and another and therefore no right-thinking person could ever come up against that mm-hmm. so it's not the rule itself it is how it is being implemented yeah. it must be across the board yeah. now what you have to look at there are different different races have different nature here yeah. so that when a black child grows a five inch here mm-hmm. it's not going to look like falling on your forehead and yeah. looking like an asian or a <laughs> caucasian yes. here yeah. and therefore and that's cascading, where the law is and going cascading to come over in. your shoulders it's not going to cascade cascading over your, shoulders over your forehead it's going to be different <laughs> so so malcolm x Malcolm X found at a certain time that if he conked his hair, make it look like the Asian or Caucasian hair, he would be more accepted in America. And then he conked his hair. He had the same length hair on, but now it was looking like white people's hair. And he got accepted. Does anyone hear the point we're making? Should black people therefore process their hair, keep it at the long length, but it must be processed? That's what the banks accept. They right. accept a black woman with a long hair if she processes it. Right. If she keeps it long and locks it, she can't work in the bank. Yes. Isn't right. that discriminatory? Yes. That's what we want to deal with. 
discrimination against the majority of the population. Yeah. That is why Rastafarians yeah. could not go into prison and keep their hair. It had yeah. to be trimmed. Because yeah. if a Chinese went in and his hair was long in general penitentiary, he could remain. So yeah. we're having it. I hope I'm being understood. Yeah. It doesn't take a lawyer to understand what I'm saying, I hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, no, yes. no. It's perfectly reasonable. And, and a few persons have echoed your sentiments on, on social media as well. Hilaire and I have been engaged in quite a few discussions leading up to this episode. And, um, you know, I, I totally hear the support for, for your side of the story. But there has also been quite an extensive and, and almost defiant um, support for, for the sentiments that Marie just echoed as well. And I, I'd like to hear Ayana yeah. probably um, talk to, 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 to some of those sentiments as well. Ayana, why can't um, some of you rebellious folks just, you know, meet us halfway? Meet us halfway, cut the hair a little bit, comb it, put some cream in it or something. You, you know, you, you don't want to frighten these poor ladies at the school. No, you're talking about on the other side of the bridge, man. But you just said... <laughs> He's making another side, do it all my way. But anyway, I got your time. I, I didn't hear you well, Hilaire. What? So, can you repeat what you just said, so please? I just as teasing, Clive, to say, well, what you were suggesting wasn't halfway, but essentially full way. Meet me full way. <laughs> well, right, right, right. right. Your but, time. But, but, your but time. not necessarily okay, full way. Thank but, you. But not. Even the flat <laughs> iron. Thank you so much. Well, I first must thank Marie for being being on. I firstly want to thank Marie for being on the program because it's important to hear the perspective of parents who have had students who have attended the school or are presently at the school. As my father just articulated, it is that question of implementation. And as Marie so rightly stated. Schools have a special responsibility. Mm-hmm. They are that fulcrum that teaches our young right versus wrong, yeah. that teaches them about you know, their self-worth, and that has policies and rules that either edify that or erode that. So they mm-hmm. have a special responsibility, shall we say. Yeah. So when it is a reality that one student's hair, which has West African influences, and we all know that we are a mixture of different ethnicities. So Afros come in different fades and different forms. Mm -hmm. My curls are tight. Your curls may be less tight, and Mm -hmm. so it may have more spring and more fall to it. It still can be termed an Afro. When that person is told that they cannot receive admission if their hair isn't cut, but somebody else whose hair is easily two or three times longer because you can't see the forehead is allowed, then the message that's being sent to the little black child is that who you are is not enough. Who you are is invalid, is lesser than this other person whose hair I have allowed to flow freely. And whether you are 100 years old or 33, that is not allowable to any citizen of Jamaica equally. If it were a school where where you had primarily people of West African descent with long, you know, locks and a Chinese student came in with their hair Mm. of equal length and he or she were told to cut it, it wouldn't be okay and I wouldn't be okay with that either. So it is about having freedom from discrimination, which is an inalienable right of Mm. the independent country of Jamaica. Yes, yes. All right, thanks, Ayana. We're going to go to our, our next break. Um, I just want to let folks know in the chat room that we're going to be coming to your questions, and I think maybe in about 15 minutes or so, 
Um, we'll open the phone lines for those who want to call in with any questions or comments. So, Clive, take it away. All right, thank you very much, Hilaire. So we're going to another quick break right now. I see your questions in the chat room, folks. We're going to get to the questions right after this next break. And after the break, when we get back, I'd like Bert, Ayana, and Anne-Marie to, amongst themselves, discuss a plausible solution. How could you mean Marie, not Anne-Marie, man. Marie, Marie. Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie. Marie. So to come with a, a solution, a workable solution that you think um, both sides could, could, could appreciate and both sides could, could live with. Because as it is now, this is a very polarizing issue. And, you know, if we continue along this path, then it's only a matter of time before it happens again. Um, and we'll have to deal with the, the implications and ramifications at that time. But let us see if we can come to a solution right here on the Yard of Skeptics Radio Show. Stay standby, people. I'm going to be back in a few minutes. This is Jill Scott with Golden. Stay tuned to the Yard of Skeptics Radio Show.
Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clive the Cool Dude Forrester and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hilaire, the fire breather, Sobers. Today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we are dealing with discrimination, um, specifically discrimination against the black identity, the black body and the black hair. And we have um, um, included this morning three, you know, very erudite guests, uh, Bert and Anne-Marie Samuel, as well as... Ayana, uh, Ayana. Bert and Ayana Samuel. <laughs> I don't know where he got that name, Anne-Marie from. No, no. I mean, my young man, your brain. Ayana Samuel and Marie Hitchens, <laughs> who have been, you know, quite accommodating this morning um, on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Um, talking about differing views on a decision which was taken by the Hopefield Prep School um, at the start of the school year to send home a student because of his hairstyle. Now, before I get to our guests to work out a solution to, to this problem amongst themselves, I'm going to ask Hilaire to kind of refresh us on the questions which are in the chat room. Um, all right. Well, actually, it might be easier for you to do it because I've been having issues with my chat room. Right, um, but there's one question see. that has come. Sorry, the one question I can I get uh, one question from Alison Irvin. Um, isn't this discussion problematic in a society where so many people are buying fake hair and trying to be whiter? Eh, eh. So that's eh, eh. <laughs> sorry, come to bump. So, uh, I, just to hear all the bleaching. Why don't you combine them? Most of the here people, a lot of the here people are bleachers. Bert, before you respond, I want Ayana to deal with that one. So Ayana, I saw because you and you have such lovely natural hair. How is it? So you see, you you are of one of those select few, those those you know, those one of those sisters who want to be all natural and blah blah blah, but. This discussion that we are having this morning is is it just kind of like lip service, given the amount of um, weaves and fake hair and hair extensions and, and um, you know cosmetic products to lighten your skin. In light of all of this thing which is happening in Jamaica and, and across the world, what's the point of even having this discussion? Is this, is this discussion going anywhere? Absolutely. In fact. Those are consequences of the erosion of Mm self-worth amongst the black child in Jamaica, amongst Mm -hmm. black people. So because the Kool-Aid has been drunk with regard to the fact that who you are is not enough and your hair as it naturally grows out of your skin is not beautiful, it is a necessity to get a weave to cover this unfortunate genetic coding that Uh you have been cursed with. And then also it becomes a necessity to get bleaching products so that you can right. try to, you know, vanish from your reality, the melanin yes. you have received, which yes. might I add, is a necessity given our proximity to the equator. Yes. It is mm. not a nice to have, but the bleachers I see on the road look like omelets. Yes. Because the dermal layers that are exposed to the skin should not be exposed, sorry, exposed to the sun, should not be exposed to the sun. So there are health effects, but all of those are risks worth taking because people genuinely believe that yes. anything too black, no good, and they're yes. a bad year. Yes, yes, yes. But, yes. but, 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 Ayana and Bert, just, just one second, Bert. Um, and we'll, I'm going to ask Ayana quickly yes. because a, a woman out there who is listening to this program who wears a weave 
um, you know, for whatever reason, might be saying, well, Ayana is a highly educated, well-accomplished um, woman. And, you know, in, in many ways, she, you know, her status in life might possibly insulate her from some of the harsh comments that come with being, you know, all natural and, and kind of thing. What about a woman who is struggling to get an entry-level job um, and, and might have to conform to some of the expectations of corporate society as it relates to how she presents herself inside the office and, and how she um, wears her hair? How would you respond to such a woman? That woman is saying, that, hey, listen, Ayana, you are right. You are right. You, you can wave your um, black activist banner and your natural hair banner, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to enter the workforce. Um, you know, I don't have the kind of credentials that you have attached to your name and to your status. <laughs> you know, why, why, why are you going to bash me for, for um, wearing my little weave of things? Just cut it for and admission. Am, Just I'm, cut it for admission. <laughs> I I am I am very happy that you have raised that question because yeah. none of us is absolved from meeting that reality. Mm-hmm. And right. so when I was in school and in my daily life, I certainly yes. am presented with negative inertia from people right. who feel like, wow, I can't believe that you haven't done something with your hair. And yeah. I can certainly speak to things that based on merit, I would have been, shall we say, worthy for, that people tried yeah. to sidestep me for because the image they felt just wasn't appropriate. But I will say to you, mm-hmm. especially as a woman, you have to make a decision about who you are going to be. Because another very prevalent modus operandi in institutions is that the people who have the power can let you know that, look, if I want to sleep with you, that should be possible. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, don't you want this? Don't at the right. end of the day, you are going to have to make a decision about what you're going to stand for and what you're not going to stand for. And I know many people in the depths of poverty, many mothers who have decided that, you know what, my daughter is just not going to be one of those that are up for you to sleep with when she hits puberty. And if we're going to have a loaf of bread that we'll all share, because I'm not going to take that blood money of the school fee, because it will mean that you feel like you have free access to her, then I'm going to do that. And I'm not speaking in hyperbole. There are people I have spoken to whose mothers took that road, and they are so much better for it. Yes. Because when right. it most mattered, the message that they got was who you are is priceless, yes. and it's yeah. better to go without than to make people feel that mm-hmm. they have a right to sleep with you so, so right. that you mm-hmm. can make it. So it's a decision that we have to make. Yes, yes, yes. 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 And, I want, and I dare say we make it every day. We do. Right. I want to bring I want to bring back Marie um, because we haven't heard from her in a while. Uh, Marie, do you have any particular <laughs> perspective? I want to pose Marie? a question to Marie, please. Wait, I, I, I have a comment to make. Yes, First of all, I want to be very clear that um, I agree with Bert and Ayanna on most points, and I am totally against any kind of racial discrimination. That's number one. Number two, I do not believe, I sincerely do not believe that the action taken by the school was based on race. And frankly, within a Jamaican context, that child would not have been considered or looked upon as being black. No? Let's just know. Okay. No way. Okay. No way. Okay. I, I, would dis- I would disagree with you, but okay. Go ahead. Right. Definitely high brown, curly hair, gold flecks in his hair. No. 
Yes. And, you know, I wondered at some point if I was, you know, I'm, I'm getting on, so maybe I was just being mm-hmm. conservative, you know. Yes. I asked my daughters mm-hmm. what they thought of the argument, and yes. my youngest one said to me, there is no way that they would, I don't know what picture took place in 2010, mm-hmm. but their experience is that the rules apply to everyone across mm-hmm. the board. Oh. And Have you seen the picture, it. Marie? Have you seen the picture? Yeah, I okay. I did see the picture, okay. but I'm just saying, and and maybe it could have been at the end of the month when somebody was to have their hair cut, but okay. I'm just saying to you that generally, yeah. in so far as this school is concerned, mm-hmm. they apply their rules mm-hmm. um, equally. Right. Sure. Go ahead, Bert. May I ask a question of Marie? Yes, yeah, Marie. Go ahead, Bert. Um, do you agree with me, Marie? If I can call you Marie, I hope I can. Um, yes, yes, of course. That that in Jamaica, a black girl or a black boy, what we call a black girl, a black boy, the general reference to or all here in its natural form is generally described as bad hair. Do you agree with me that that's a concept deeply rooted in Jamaica? that black people's hair in its natural form is called bad hair. Okay, okay. I agree with you partially. Yes. It definitely oh, was okay, the case that. when I was growing up, That's and right. I, be- it, I believe it could still be the case in certain scenarios. I think that That's in right. other scenarios with children um, who are perhaps have, you know, better opportunities or go to schools that have stronger um, academic outcomes, they might look at that differently. Well, well I'm I happy to say that I, I go It's an across-the-board yeah, yeah. thing anymore. But, yeah. yes, there yeah. is a propensity to look at uh, young black girls have a propensity to look at their hair as being yeah. inadequate. And mm-hmm. I, I, okay, fine. this is something yes. that needs to be delved with and dealt with. Mm-hmm. It's a crisis. Do you think that it is because it's, do you agree with me that because it is the majority of children are black in Jamaica, yes, it's that thinking represents a crisis. Fine, fine, good. Mm-hmm. good. We're on the same page. The, the whole bleaching thing is just abhorrent. Yes. And I, what I yes. don't understand, what I am having to grapple with in my brain is when we have had over the years so many icons of success in this country of very dark skin color i don't know what it's what it is why why do uh, you know why can't they look at those people and say hey that's cool that's who i want to be like I, mm. I i i am confused i have to say and I'm not sure that I can <laughs> add anything to that discussion. Except it's the hypocrisy of Jamaica. Think. You know, we all, yeah, we all celebrate um, Bob Marley and, you know, and, you know, we celebrate him, but he still had to be running from the police um, when he was a nobody because of his luck. So it's a big contradiction in this post slavery society. What I'm happy to say is that my children, all five of them with their natural hair, one is a year engineer, one an attorney two architects, and another a business graduate, and they are all successful people with their natural hair. So, hey, all our listeners, 
You can be very natural and go to school natural <laughs> and come out to be who you want to be. In fact, Crazy. Bert, yes. Bert, I have to add. No, no, yes. no. Have all to of them add. are luck, too. Yes. They're all luck. Wait, wait, wait. I have, <laughs> to add, you know, I have to add, you know, because of Samuel's family as a whole, they're all naturalists because Bert's sister, Jackie, right, is also a naturalist, <laughs> as I understand it. Jackie's a uh, Jackie Samuel's brown QC. <laughs> So, 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 yes, so what, what, all those people listening, you know, you can't stay natural and don't get brain damage. Yes, <laughs> yes. So my, my esteemed, esteemed colleagues, if if I may add something, yes. please. Yes, and and um, Marie, I just wanted to address what you said a while ago that when you were growing up, you know, this ethos of bad hair was, shall we say, raging. But you would um, like to believe that for schools with better outcomes that is less of a paradigm and i have been blessed to attend schools in jamaica of the best outcomes i'm a graduate of vast prep and campion college and when i say the best i don't mean singularly but you know certainly shall i say in the upper echelons mm -hmm. and uh, it was even more rife there because mm -hmm. there were so many different socioeconomic bands so mm -hmm. you know had i gone to let's say I don't know, uh, uh, another school in a more, you know, depressed community, as we tend to say, that might have been less representative of Norbrook and Cherry Gardens. Mm -hmm. But I came under serious pressure from being, have, being natural the whole way through. In fifth form, I was perhaps one of three. And by the time I got to upper six, one of two. And I consistently was asked, when am I going to do something with my hair? There mm -hmm. was... So yes, much yes. concern, and you know, here. can I tell, can I come in now? Yes. <laughs> yes. My daughter, who went to Saint Andrew, Saint Andrew High, just ten years ago, mm. she was asked, "When are you going to pull out your locks?" Uh -huh. By a teacher. Yeah. So I had to go to the school and educate the teacher about discrimination, yes. about her making the majority of black students in St. Andrew High yes. feel less than themselves. Yes. I didn't go there and rage. I went there and sought to educate her. And my opening yes. line to her was that my family is in mourning for you and your <laughs> backward thinking. Do not Woo! do that to any child. My, Ooh. please do not do that. So we, I have had to face racial discrimination wow. in the Jamaican wow. school system yeah. and defend my African Jamaican children. So you yeah. know what happened? He who feels it knows it. Yeah. Some yeah. of us in Jamaica who are from the minority racial group, we don't know a thing. We have been elevated. Yeah. Those people are elevated because of their race. Right. Understand? Wow. So right. we know, we yeah. know. He who feels it knows it. Let me just bring so, in a couple of comments. I want to Let make me... a comment there. Yes, go ahead, Marie. There, yes. There's a flip side to that yes. that a lot of people don't um, even realize exists. And I want to ask Ayana also, mm. who, which, which students were pressuring her to, you know, not remain natural? Being My children one. have mm -hmm. very light skin, and they would be considered in Jamaica only in Jamaica as white, okay? Mm -hmm. When my eldest child first attended, um, I won't bother the name of the high school, but it's one of the top tier schools in Jamaica, mm -hmm. she was harassed in first form because the children, um, some of the kids in the school assumed that because her skin was light, that she was racist. Mm -hmm. And they harassed her and harassed her. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was unbelievable to the point where we nearly took it to the administration. And mm -hmm. coming from the, a home where we 
you know, pride ourselves on, you know, I am a woman of color, mm-hmm. not, you know, being that way or thinking that way. It was horrible. Yeah. But that happens here. People mm-hmm. of light skin suffer racial discrimination. I want to also say to you that perhaps, I don't know if it needs to be introduced in the schools. For example, I have, again, I, I say to you, I'm a, I'm a woman of color. I have, and in my family, there's all different shades and hues from very, very dark to very, very light. Mm-hmm. And I have a cousin who is um, a natural hairstylist in Haiti. Yeah. She's a model. She's beautiful. And that is what she does. She only has natural hair, and she has a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that is her business. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe we need to encourage more of that in Jamaica, mm-hmm. you know, expose hairdressers, because right. they're the ones selling all the, the weave and yeah. making money and profit off. There's profit in there as well, too, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's so, demand for the weave. You know, so it's, not, it's not like it's a product that's not in high demand. Weave. The, the weave. Weave. It's it, a demand it is, Yes, it is in high demand, but people are, people who are, you know, putting the weave in the hair are profiting from it. Yes. So it, they'll push it. Yes, yes, yes. Y- well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they're not saying, I'm a great natural hair stylist. Let me show you how yes. else to, to do your hair. What if you don't want to have locks? You understand? Right. Right, what but are I, some other ways me, that let, you can let, do let, your hair? Okay, let me bring in let me bring in a couple of, 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 of comments because I think that we're dealing with a, a, a very complicated and you know um cultural <laughs> problem. Um not just in Jamaica but across the Caribbean. So that for example, I mean one of our one of our listeners, Juliet Mon from Barbados, who has locks, um no, but as a and, and, and I mean she's a, we we consider a light skinned black woman um, but she said she in the chat room that she had to get permission when she was going to private school to wear braids. You know, in other words, it wasn't just a given. You know, right. um, and and this was and braids, as you know, is a is a is a is a is a very um, common black, you know, African black hairstyle. Um, another of our listeners, um, Shanika Harris, is saying that when she decided to go natural about nine years ago. You know, many of her folks, you know, family and friends asked her if she had turned Pentecostal. You know, so that, you know, so, um, so, 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 so in other words, you know, there is a, there's a certain image, you know, that is associated, you know, with natural hair, you know, whether it be religious or whether it be, um, whether it be that, you know, I mean, if you have natural hair, it automatically assumes, well, you know, you don't have the requisite social passport you know, right. to enter into certain, <laughs> certain institutional or other circles. You yeah. know, so, I mean, I think we need to put that on, 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 on the table, you know, and I'm in specifically in response to what you said, Marie. Um, I mean, you did say that, you know, look, we have, you know, celebrities and so on with natural hair, that, and all of that. But I would argue that there is a kind of cultural gravity force, you know, that for the most part um, um, pushes people, predisposes people to say, well, look, my hair natural is going to largely keep me outside the power structure, however I define it. So therefore, what's it, what, what do I do? Get me, get me bleached, get me weave, or yes. burn my head. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is that mm-hmm. is that a fear 
um, a fear fear representation, Marie, would you say? I think it's it's a fair representation of what the people think. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's how it actually um, pans out in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose, I mean, from, you know, I, I we're, this is 2016. But one sec, Marie, Marie, Bert, we're talking to Bert Sanders. Is yes, the lawyer who represented Rastafarians, okay, whose locks were right. being yeah. routinely cut off in prison. So, in other words, this is something this is institutionalized. It was because of the case he brought that that practice has been yeah. has been caught. You know, so what I'm saying is, yeah. that I think there is a reality out there. Um, I mean, you go back to 1977, okay, Michael Butts of Air Jamaica, qualified pilot, but his sin was. He was a Rastafarian, okay? Now, I can bet your money, Marie, that if, you know, he were, you know, of Syrian descent or Chinese descent and had, this, had, and, and had similar length here, not a problem. Not a yeah, problem. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not saying no, but okay. I'm, I'm talking about today. Yes. I, 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 I'm... I don't. I know a lot of people in HR, and I right. don't know that natural hair is going to cause you not to get a job. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. I mean, right. No, well, so, so remember, not not because it hasn't doesn't mean it can't. Um. So so obviously you you'll find that more and more um organizations in corporate society are a little bit more accepting of natural hairstyles and so on. But it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that um, it couldn't pose, uh, you know, a kind of glass ceiling for somebody who is hoping to climb the corporate ladder um, at, a, at a different organization. So it does indeed happen. What rarely yeah. ever happens, what rarely ever happens yeah. is that a person who is not black, you know, a person who might be Syrian or South Asian or Jewish or whatever, um, you know, and, and their hair is long, that rarely ever if ever at all, poses yes. um, a, a threat to their ascent up the, right. the corporate ladder. It, it really right. happens. Normally, normally right. when we hear about, um, you know, uh, hair offenses, right, uh, you know, uh, rules regarding hairstyles and whether or not the hair is unkempt and whether or not this hair is appropriate for this particular uh, corporate environment, it's usually black hair. Right, absolutely. Usually black hair, and and um, almost one hundred percent of the cases. So, so I do agree with you, Marie, that no in the twenty first century things have changed somewhat. But whenever there is um, an, 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 uh, a, a case where somebody is offended because of someone's hair, it's almost always black hair. So what I'm going to ask. Our panelists to do is to is there a midway is there a solution um thinking back to what happened at the school now what is there something that that um uh, you know bert ayana uh, uh, and marie is there a solution that that you three could come up with that you think might work what would it be hello hello uh, I'm not. I'm not hearing Bert or uh, Ayana. Let Let me get them back. Let me get them back. Okay, get them back. All right, cool, cool. All right. So while while Hillary reconnects, 
with um the the guest. I think the, the, the call might have just dropped a second uh just now. I'm going to look at some of the comments in the chat room. Quite a few comments in the chat room here. The chat room is is really heating up and um you know I, I think if some of the chat room members like to call in, now would be the time to do so, right? So feel free to go ahead um and, and call in. I think I might just have to repeat that last portion for um for our, our, our panelists while while Hilia tries to reconnect with them. Good. So, so I see that Sean, um Shanika is is you know really really on the warpath <laughs> today in, in the chat room. So um Shanika if you'd like to call in we'd definitely like to hear from you. You went natural. Um so we'd we'd, we'd like to hear from you um definitely how that has been for you. You know natural here trying to climb the corporate ladder and so on. Juliet, it would be nice to hear from you as well. Someone with locks and, and maybe even Alison. Alison has a natural hairstyle and as far back as I can remember, Alison has always had a, a, a natural looking hairstyle and not just natural but low cut, almost like a, a man's hairstyle and how she has navigated the kind of gender expectations and, you know, the, the, the work sort of thing. I mean, Alison is an academic, so it, it probably might be different for her. Um, so we'll definitely like to hear from from um, the, the, the women uh, in, in the chat room as well who have been really and truly active in the chat room, and I really appreciate it. I myself, and I, 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 I guess men in general who, well, so I, I'd have to qualify. So men who don't wear dreadlocks, like myself. So I, I have a low-cut hairstyle and I wear a beard. We rarely ever face that problem, right? Um, uh, probably because we've already uh, conformed, right? Um, you know, here is political, um, and there is not. I can't imagine another hairstyle that is more political than dreadlocks or an afro, and I wear neither of those. So, you know, persons like myself, persons like Hillier, easily fly underneath the radar um, and and can, uh, you know fit into corporate society and, and that kind of thing. So it's, it's quite different for men, which is why I definitely like to hear from, from uh, some of the women. So I see Gillette is saying, um, if they cut or color, it, 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 um, it's some, in some fancy colors, but for blacks, is it about their natural hair as is? Um, Alison is saying Jamaican men like tall hair. <laughs> well... Well, yes, it, 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 would, it would definitely seem that way, that um, there is a preference for women with tall hair. But, um, you know, as, as Marie mentioned, it's the 21st century, things are changing now. Um, natural sisters are, the, I guess you could say the in thing in many ways. Um, you know, the dreadlocks and the, the natural hairstyle, the Nubian nuts and the Chinese bump and you name it. Fine. So those hairstyles have been making uh, appearances um, and especially if they make appearances on celebrities, they tend to be accepted a little bit more, right? Still some more discussion in the in the chat room here. Shanika is saying uh, they don't like uh, tall hair because only bad hair can tall them like it when it flow. <laughs> so it's not it's not that men like tall hair is they like flowing hair the kind of hair that simply cascades down your shoulders like um, 
a waterfall, right? That, that's the kind of hair that men like. The ones that you can take your fingers, you know, you you can just nicely run your fingers through this silky, smooth, straight hair. So that's that's so uh, for, for those persons who don't naturally have that kind of um, hair texture, they you know get 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 it. They buy it. They, they, they buy it cosmetically. They try to. Um, get that Beyonce here, as Shanika is saying in the chat room now, the, the, the Beyonce here, or the, the Becky here, um, at the at the, the, the store, right? You go and you buy a Brazilian weave and so on and so forth. And we see this happen all the time, right? It's, it's not the first time that this is happening. And it, it probably won't be the last. But I'm going to go to another break right now while Hillier tries to reconnect with um, our callers who were just online. For some reason, they, they seem to have dropped off just now. But after this break, I want persons in the chat to consider calling in. I'd definitely like to hear from some of the ladies in the chat room who have their own challenges with going natural, you know, going back to uh, process here and the kind of challenges that they, they've, they've had either professionally or personally as well because it's two kind of different dimensions, and I'd definitely like to hear from them. So I'm going to play another song right here, and um, this one is going to certainly set the chat room on fire, people. This is Beyonce with Formation. Stay tuned to the other scripted Twitter show. What happened at the New Orleans? <laughs> Bitch, I'm back. I'm popular the man. Corny with that Illuminati mess Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress I'm so possessive so I rock his rock necklaces My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama My bag, swag, swag. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, I. Oh, oh yes, I like that. I did not come to play with you, ho. <laughs> I came to slay, bitch. I like cornbread and collard greens, bitch. Oh yes, you got to believe it. Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress I'm so possessive so I rock his rock necklaces My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama I
Bill Gates in the making. I, I just might be a black Bill Gates in the making. Yeah, I want it. Careful 
about um, keep, keeping children tidy and, yes. and teaching them to be tidy and keeping themselves neat and tidy. And by the way, very quickly, you see the lice problem. The lice yeah. problem is more um, at risk with children with straight or straightish hair. Mm-hmm. And it's a yeah. real problem. Okay. Right, exactly. Now, back to, um, right, and, and, you know, like I said, in my opinion, the little boy in the picture, um, to me, does not represent what, in my mind, I'm accustomed to thinking of as an Afro. Anyway, mm-hmm. but for work, I, it really depends a lot. It's funny because I am um, in the business of corporate apparel, so this is something that I'm sort of in tune with. Right. Um, there are different standards for different industries. So if you work with an advertising agency, you can work, you know, dress and, and look a certain way. But if you work with a bank, and even within a bank, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're, you're, you have other constraints. But it's really a lot about um, how the organizations and the corporations see themselves yes. and what they want to portray to their clients. Right. Because I have two, for example, two clients who are financial institutions, and they're mm-hmm. like night and day yeah. Yeah. in how they, um, the, their culture and how they project themselves. One is very, very relaxed, you mm-hmm. know, very trendy, very relaxed, and the other one is... Um, you know, more formal, you know. Yes. So it, it, it's, it's coming from the top. And, but I do think that generally speaking, because I see a trend certainly in my business, there's definitely a trend towards more, um, more casual appearances, um, less structured, you know, giving people more options. And I yes. think that's just going to flow through everything, you know. Um, I mean, you know, guys are now wearing, um, no offense to their earrings. You know, think about it. 30 <laughs> years ago, you yes. know, 30 years ago, that would have been a no-no. No, no. Well, right. right. I have an earring now. I have an earring now. I mean, right. certainly 30 years ago, it would have been a no-no for me. But but, yes. but the thing is, culture and, and, and life evolves. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's exactly my point. And I yes. think <clears throat> that, and then we have, a lot of influences from outside, and I think that some of those, it, some of the results we're seeing may not actually be the result of our cultural history, but yes. are actually are influences from North America right. mm-hmm. um, that are being layered onto our society. Yes. Because some of the things I see, I I I don't recognize them as being Jamaican per se. Right. You know, right. they're but we're all syncretic, you know. I mean, in other words, I mean, we all tend to to, to borrow um, and combine from other other cultures. I mean, that, that you know, this thing called fusion, right? You know, is that that's a kind of almost twenty first century phenomenon, uh, you know, because as a word, we've yeah. reconnected with Ayana and Bert. Uh, okay, I'm excellent, sure excellent. If, if both of you were able to hear the uh, the concluding comments from Marie just now, any concluding thoughts? from both Ayana and Bert. And I'd like to start with Ayana this time because I think you heard most of what hey, Can you start with me because I have an appointment. I'm very oh, sorry. All right, go, 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 go. <laughs> all right, go right ahead, Bert. So, uh, yes, I've needed That's elsewhere. Fine. Yeah, it's just good. I, I really think that we have, you know, 
raised an issue today and, and in the past which is very important to us. The dialogue should continue because I think that there are some inalienable rights and truths, that is discrimination and other things. But the here question is tied to the whole question of slavery and the, the, the discrimination against people of African heritage. It's very important yes. for us to go in the open with Jamaica is a closed society when it comes to that. No one wants to talk about it. Yes. But it's a live issue in Jamaica and what the great and, and as Maria said, it's a crisis for the majority of the population to feel that they're less than. Yes. And that less than feeling feeds into crime, it feeds into self esteem, it feeds into bleaching, it feeds into processing, it feeds into the, the hierarchy in the country, into the, 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 the employer class who yeah. feel that people who look a certain way are better employed than others. So that right. is a disease. This is a national disease. That's how I see Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much, Brett. Ayana? Yes. Uh, thank you so much, Rosemary and Dad, for those points. Yes. I, uh, in response, in with regard to schools, I heard the suggestion that could be a mode of and I wanted to respond that, especially for here, with a very strong influence, it very difficult for the hair to go back in a ponytail. And I'm not sure if there's another comment. Am I being heard okay? Um, it's a, it, your, your, your volume is a little bit low. Okay, is it any better? Yes, it's sounding better yes. now. A, a little better, yes. I could mm-hmm. hardly yes. hear. Yes. Okay. My apologies. I was no just worries. responding. Echoing everything my father just said, but just responding to Marie's suggestion that for schools, ponytails would be a suggested modus operandi. And I think it's very important to remember that depending on your genetics, literally having your hair go into a ponytail can be difficult. And I'm not sure if Marie was on the call when I spoke about one of my sisters in kindergarten being told that. That she could no longer be the friend of the top of the girl in the class because her hair could not be back in a ponytail. Yes. 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 Or, or right. just to have this free throwing as we saw in the 2010 photo. So it is really critical for me that we try to not have one father. In fact, I think she put it well. She said she's a ponytail kind of person, and that's wonderful. But yes. the, the cornrow kind of person needs to have a seat at the table, too. Yes. So I no, really I would just caution. like to just make a comment. I, was yes. make, I made that, that in reference to long hair. So because okay. at some point we were talking about length of hair. Okay. Right. So in, in other words, I'm, I'm saying if you have long hair, you need to just keep it on the wraps and not have it mm. flying about the place. If you don't have long hair, then you don't have a problem. Yes. yes so, yes, yeah, yes. definitely cornrow, plaits, whatever. You know, right. if your hair is shorter, it's fine, you know. Um, yes, okay. I'm just All thinking right. well, of... Well, um, so, so, so uh, Marie, Ayana, and, and Bert, we have to wrap up now because uh, we have a few other callers <laughs> online, and I'm going to allow them to, to come in. But thank you so much thank you all. for sharing with us this morning. You know, you, you gave us yes. uh, quite a lot to think about, more than we had expected. Really good discussion without any kind of antagonistic 
are aggressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for, you. For, for, for this very right. great As we continue the discussion. Two more seconds to wrap up my point, please, because I wasn't really finished yet. Just six Sorry, more go seconds. Ahead, go ahead, no problem. Okay. Thank you. Uh, the, the fundamental point for us to remember is that this is about so much more than here. As was discussed, yes. it is a crisis of self-identity and right. equality of people who look, you know, in different, manifest in different ways. And it's important yes. for us to remember that that is a cancer that we need to address. And how we deal with anything shows how we deal with everything. And so we have to take responsibility for making sure students are taught, no matter how they look, that who they are is enough. Right. Thank you very much. Great. Thank Great you very much, Thank you very much, Marie. Ayana Marie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. So we're going to bring in um, Shanika and Garth, who've been on hold and would like to uh, give a few comments. I'm going to start with uh, Shanika, and then I'm going to go right to Garth. Shanika, very quickly, tell us about your experience going natural, and are you natural now, or did you um, give in? To the to the weave or to the to the to the creed. What 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 is your situation right now, Shanika? I am still natural. Mm-hmm. Can you hear hey, me? Hey. Yes, we're yes, hearing you. We're hearing so I'm still natural. I wear weave sometimes. I straighten my hair sometimes. But essentially, I, I still have natural hair. When I started to go natural, my family and friends, you know, Jamaican stay. Right. You're on Pentecost now. You know what I'm saying? Natural. Yeah, people with yes. good hair and all these things. But and when I started going natural, it wasn't it wasn't as popular as it is now. This yeah. was back in two thousand and seven. Right. Yeah. So the creamy crack was still, mm-hmm. you know, the preferred hair treatment. Mm-hmm. And when I decided to go natural, I sh- shaved my head, and for a while there I wore wigs because you know I just wasn't comfortable with that. But then right. I started wearing my afro. I've been mm-hmm. turned down for jobs. I've had employers. Tell me, you know, you have to tame your hair. I don't know what Whoa. that means or whatever. You have to watch but your I've hair? Tame, tame it. It, it was so wild. Oh, tame it, Rockstone. Yes, and and this goes back to Marie's point about the the whole ponytail thing. Not everybody's hair can go in a ponytail. And well, to be fair, she can did, go she in a ponytail. Well, to be fair, she but even if your hair can go into a ponytail, you might not necessarily want your hair in a ponytail. Well, okay. yeah, that's a fair is, point. If if your hair is straight and long, you have no problem with a wash and go. Many of right. the people at my job just wash their hair and let it air dry and come in, and there's no problem. Right. But when you yes. when you have um, Afro textured hair, whether mm. it's kinky or whether it's curly, then it's a problem for you to let your hair grow in the you know let it go in the natural direction that it grows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You, it has to be relaxed. For yes. other people to be relaxed with you, and yes. that's that's absolutely ridiculous. Wow, wow, wow! Mm. And um, coming I'm from just, just a second, uh, Shanika. I'm going to ask Garth to respond to that. You you made a, a very poignant comment just now. Your hair has to be relaxed so that others can be relaxed with you. Garth, you're a man, so you've never really experienced the kind of hair discriminatory practice that Shanika is talking about. But um, what do you think about some of the discussions that you heard this morning? Actually, um, it would be wrong to assume that I've never experienced those kinds of things. Oh, um, well, tell us. I just don't pay attention to them. But ah. and and <laughs> and I have to also say that um, I'm 
I'm natural. <laughs> my, <laughs> and my hair has been natural all my life, and yes. I, I've had no problems with my natural hair. And right. um, the or or just expressing, you know, in in that way. Yeah. And um, I, I have to say that um, you know, focusing the discussion on women, I think negates uh, 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 half of us because in um, I, I live in this American culture, but it's 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 quite close to to Jamaica in many ways. Um, yes. But it's fashionable for men to do away with their hair rather than deal with it. I know I'm yes. talking to two gentlemen who have have, yes. have, have taken that road. Yes. Well, I'm yes, genetically right. deprived, you know. I'm genetically deprived. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Well, and, and, and I think I might be the same case, too. But I, I noticed that the hair right next to my hairline was, was eroding. So I said, you know what, forget this. Yes. <laughs> you know. In any case. I'm just going um, to remove the whole know, thing. Um, it's, so, so you've opted to not go natural, in other words. But it is well, natural. However... <laughs> Natural ballet. Well, you it in 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 you know in a particular way. Yes. But yeah. the um the being a child of the seventies, I think these discussions, I I have to consider them retrograde in 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 the twenty first century. I yeah. don't know why. Not I shouldn't say I don't know. I lament that we are still dealing with these issues of self hatred after having been through an enlightenment. Yes. Um. A, I, I can't, uh, I shouldn't say I can't understand, but I yes. lament, again, I think, that we are back to dealing with these situations that, that have been caused by corporate forces, by yeah. by um, by cultural forces, by right. by people who want to sell products, you know, those kinds of things, and mm-hmm. um, and, and that we exhibit this, this tremendous, and, and, and Bert and I, and I put it correctly, when they talked about it as a disease. And, yeah. and and even if we just want to focus on on the culture in Jamaica, forget about here. You know, I I think it's something that needs curing in the Jamaican continent. I am yes. very reticent to, to 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 want to tell any woman what to do with with her hair, but I do have very strong opinions about it. And um, uh, uh, I, I feel that it's um it's it's an expression of self hatred, and yeah. I felt that for a long time. Anyway, thank you very much, guys. I'm going to ask. Sanika to finish finish her point. She 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 had a point just before you came in, guys. Thank you so okay. much, guys, for listening in and for commenting. Right, right. Um, Sanika, um, I was gonna it was it was gonna go back to this. It was one of Marie's point about her kids being discriminated against because yeah. they were white in in a prominent Jamaican school. Yeah. And yeah. I you know I went to a public primary school. I went to primary schools with poor people, and then right. with my kind of people, and then I went to St. Hilda's, yes. which is the very prominent school. high school in Jamaica. Yes, yes mm. your mother's school, the best <laughs> school in Jamaica. And I, I never, I, what she, even though black people were the the majority in in my school, it was the exact reverse of what what she was explaining. Yeah, white kids or light skinned kids were treated like gods yeah. by mm. by teachers by the administration by black kids. Right. Yeah. So it was just it's just a hard concept for me to grasp grasp right. of her kids being discriminated against because of their skin color. Um, right. Yeah. But, I think I would describe it more as prejudice as opposed to discrimination. Because for me yeah. discrimination usually implies that you have the power 
to Im, Im implement your mode of, of prejudice. But anyway, putting that semantic point aside, um, Shanika, we have to run because we're right down to the wire. Um, yes. But I just want to say, please stand by for our show next week when we're going to be talking about um, the presidential election um, mm-hmm. in the United States, and we want to hear... Uh, get the perspectives of Jamaican Americans, and you would yes. fall in that category. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and okay. Gas as well, right? Gas as well. Want people like yeah. Gas, want people like Joy Holloway, um, and and others, you know, because we're going to be looking at this issue very seriously next week. Right. So thank you very much, Shanika. Um, thank you very much, um, Gas. Um, let me say thanks to all our our wonderful guests. Um, Bert and Ayana Samuels, um, Marie Hitchens, or let me see, let me pronounce her name properly, Marie Florence. because ah. um, so, as you know, and um, and finally, I, I hope to have been able to maybe include a bit more on Haiti, um, but that was not possible. So anyway, we gotta run, um, but catch us next week uh, for another episode of Yard Skeptics. Back to you, Clive. Thank you very much. Over and out for the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. See you next week, folks.